This is the Making Ways podcast with Ripple Effect. My name is Dave Brotman, and I'm here with Aaron Aylworth. District 6, isn't it? District 6. Yeah. Come like, thanks for having me, Dave. Uh, District 6, which is Harrisburg T and uh, Southwest Wall, just south of 57th Street, West Side. It's all in Lincoln County. Good Republican district. Yep. All right. Well, let's jump right into this. So you're part of the Freedom Caucus. Correct. Yep. Uh, I got uh, elected at the chair of the Freedom Caucus. We've been established, if you will, for oh, going on close to a year now. We uh, came out and announced uh, last year at the GOP State Convention, and we'll get together there after the convention and made our announcement. Uh, ever since then, we've you know been trying to focus on few things with our core principles. Just to let you know what those are when when we're looking at bills, uh, things within government. Four things that we'd like to look at are, one, it's uh, scripture, the Bible. Two, the state constitution. Three, the federal constitution and the uh, GOP state or platform. And that's kind of our focus when we're looking at legislation in this these politics wise. So this is the focus of less government or the more the government? Correct. Yep. Um, the overall focus being less government there. Uh, really, you know, when we have a piece of legislation or a bill that comes in front of us that we're, that we're assessing, we try to take those or things and look at through those lines. Um, that can be a complicated process. Absolutely. So, so when we do that, uh, you know, I do look at those four documents if you're, if you're trying to stick to that, the automatic in my mind is it automatically goes to less government. Um, so, you know, I was talking to a, uh, an individual this morning. He, you know, we kind of got into the caucus stuff a little bit. He, he thought that the Freedom Caucus was almost too extreme, too, too much of a less government thing. But I would steer people back to, well, if you're looking at those four guiding things that we would get, my question is, is, is it really, you know, too extreme, too much of a less government thing? So. Well, what's a that we kind of bring those things into the picture, have people look at, okay, these are kind of our four guiding areas. It kind of allows them to reassess it too, and it kind of starts to quit for people that way. So it's not just less government. You're also using biblical principle, the Constitution. Correct. Correct. So, so you know, we want to do uh, moral and just and, and right things, uh, yeah. but we just see a lot of these, a lot of these bills and laws that come into this not needed or they're they're unjust so a lot of unjust or was out there pretty sure all right yeah. you brought several bills this uh, this session uh i understand two of them were about esg yep could you tell us a little bit about be at esg yes absolutely and so it's still fairly new to a lot of people out there they, they never heard that acronym or what it what it stands for so the esg stands for environmental societal governance so what you'll find is a lot of it's kind of um a big area of the climate change, you know, whether it be uh, this woke stuff that's out there. It's a, it's a way for folks that like that type of stuff, like to push that on people, what they do, if they bring that in through, uh, we've seen a lot with the big banks, uh, big business type of stuff. So the main bill, I had two bills on that 1207 and then 1208 on the house side. They're both house bills. My favorite of those two is house bill 1208. Uh, the reason being that was called an economic boycott bill. 
So what that would say is if, you know, Dave, if you own uh, ABC Bank out there, mm -hmm. you can't, well, if you're, if you're going to have a contract with the state of South Dakota, we want to make sure that you're not uh, discriminating against people that want to have business loans related to firearms, the Second Amendment. Uh, we want to make sure you're not discriminating on base free speech, First Amendment stuff, um, you know, different types of rights out there. So the bill was geared towards, okay, banks, businesses, you can still discriminate if you want on some of this other stuff. But if you want to do business with the state of South Dakota, we want to make sure that you notify us. And if you are doing those things, we're not going to do business with you. I uh, see. So that, that, that was my favorite out of the two. Again, it was an economic boycott uh, bill. Um, some of you out there may have noticed what uh, what Governor Gnome just came out with, a uh, statement with, I think, close to a dozen other governors um, trying to really push back on this stuff. That was good to see. Amazing we've come to this country. Yeah, you actually have to try to legislate this stuff. That's actually not even an issue 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I talked to Chief of Staff Mark Miller, Governor Gnome's Chief of Staff, on the ESD stuff a little bit. I got pushed back on it quite a bit in committee. This last session, Volkos Bill died in committee, but afterwards I heard people, you know, they said, you know, maybe this wasn't right, but I think you're on the right track here. We really need to look at this. So mm -hmm. I think with the governor's support, you know, some other legislators, this stuff will. Uh, so you also did an anti-red flag bill? Yep. So with that one, uh, and that, the thing I like about that bill, it also had a penalty on there. So it was interesting in Judiciary Committee on the House side, uh, the week before I had that bill in there, uh, Representative Linda Duba brought an actual red flag bill in committee, which thankfully got smashed down. It got defeated. But then I brought that bill the next week, and uh, unfortunately, mine also got defeated. It had three supporting votes, but got defeated in committee. And really, all that bill said is if the federal government comes out with a federal mandate that it was trying to impose upon the states or, you know, a national and the red flag law. The state of South Dakota, it's, and it's called an anti-commandeering or an altercation type of bill. The state of South Dakota would tell the federal government, okay, federal government, you you can do this, but you're not going to commandeer, you're not going to use uh, state resources, the state of South Dakota, right. we're not going to build. That's called an altercation? Yep. It's a, it's a form of state. Um, and the nice thing is anti-commandeering, it's actually got, there's five, five Supreme Court cases stemming all the way back from the 1840s. Which in precedent on the book and that go the stuff. So I'll have to look that up. It's, it is some good stuff out there. Okay. And another bill you brought was to defend the guard. Yeah. yeah. So defend the guard is an interesting one. It, I brought it the last two years, this last session as well. So three years total. Um, it started in West Virginia back in 2015 16. Air Force vet Pat McGeehan brought it. And this is actually another notification. Bill. So it, what this bill says, it's federal government, if, if you want to use our state National Guard, what you have to do to use them is to actually use a do a declaration of war, uh, which they haven't done since uh, World War II. Mm -hmm. um, they, they've used a lot of these AUMFs, which is uh, Operation Military Force, which that then itself gets abused. The thing is that the governor of South Dakota would still be able to direct, uh, command the state national guard the way uh, she sees fit because she is the commander in chief of South Dakota State National Guard. 
the, the cool thing with this bill, and this, this also got competed in the committee, um, it's down in Arizona right now, about to go on the House floor in Arizona. It actually passed out a committee down there. Uh, same thing up in Montana. Uh, but it's starting to gain some traction. I would say there's close to like 25 states um, that brought it this year. So, you know, we're, ever since 2015, 16, it's been, you know, defeated, 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 and starting to gain some traction now. Yeah, other state, like I said, airs. This has a remarkable effect upon the deployment overseas because the uh, military depends upon the reserves and National Guard. Yeah, a lot. With a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, and we would hear that argument, well, we won't be able to do this anymore, and it's, I think you can, you absolutely can. We just want you to do it constitutionally. And what it really is, it's calling Congress to the table once they do your job, you know, instead of putting off others president and blame the president that's right so uh super static uh, nukes that sounds very interesting i love the idea of having more to go absolutely so this uh the spearhead on this was senator brent hawk who lives up in hartford district nine great guy um he brought this to the senate passed it over there uh, overall i don't even know if he had a no vote against it but um came in the house that i think house i made a board by new votes not exactly sure why, but all, all it's doing is calling uh, the state legislature to do a summer study on it. You know, we see in the last number of years, Wyoming, Montana, a lot of these western states, Idaho, have really been pushing forward and advancing and uh, bringing about nuclear energy options. Missouri is actually another recent state, though with some smaller stuff. We, we, Dow lived just a little bit in the late 60s. Stop later. There we go. You you probably it sounds like you know your fair share of this stuff. Um so and then we we just got out of it ever since then, really, from from what I recall. So uh I'm really hoping we're actually in a stage right now where legislators are voting on what they want to do for summer studies. As I talk to people and Brent talked uh Senator Hawkman talked to people, it seems like this one probably one of the top two. But I really think it'll get hit on over the summer, which will probably involve some traveling around, seeing some other Energy well, maybe go to Norway. They've got all in a nuclear power there. The sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm thinking more Montana. Well, it got me with the bad. That would be good. Well, modern nuclear power plants, their fourth and fifth generation are very safe and clean. I mean, they're not even possible for them to melt out. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a very interesting stuff. Yep. I think uh, I'd be very surprised if we started to receive kick back on this i think it is very a very popular thing so I, very reliable very clean very green yep if uh and end up you know down the road uh, being affordable um and we you know we had a puc the utility commission tested by and supported this stuff as well and we really want to try and i don't have all the answers on this stuff uh senator Hoffman would be much much better but we really want to try to go down the road of how can we start to do this stuff with as minimal, we're talking about local or limited government, or now how can we do this stuff with this uh, as limited government as possible? So, um, trying to keep that frame of mind as we pursue this stuff. Understood. So, uh, any of me close a thought do you like to share with the activists of Triple Effect? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a part of uh, the signal group out there, and uh, you know, I've talked to a number of individuals within that group. Your last what and it been a couple of years or three years. It started in uh, the group started in February uh, two thousand. Uh, what what point? Okay, all right. 
So, you know, I, and I try to stay in touch with a lot of the folks in the group and I, although I'm not really active in it, I do consider myself a part of it. I, I need to become more active in it, but I, I would say I'm busy. I would say this, uh, you know, with, with Patriot Ripple Effect, um, the grassroots, grassroots folks out there, it's, you know, we have people come to peer, we have activists come to peer involved and we get thank yous uh, from activists and, and citizens at the board. It is important, but I will say this is we can have good legislators, but if, if we don't have a Patriot Ripple Effect, if we don't have Young Americans for Liberty, if we don't have some of these other groups out there, South Dakota Key Embassy, mm-hmm. um, if we don't have those people getting involved, it sure makes our job a heck of a lot harder. Uh, so we, we continue to beat our heads against the wall. So I want to say one thing this year that's made a ton of difference is that citizen involvement, that activist involvement. Um, just with, you know, the, the good liberty conservative minded folks, it helps with us, but it also helps, you know, maybe those legislators that are on the fence that need a little extra pushing a uh, certain way, or, you know, maybe you have somebody out here that completely disagrees with you, but if they get enough pressure from, from folks, they start to maybe come around a little bit more. So I want to say for, you know, the, the ripple effect, uh, folks out there, keep doing what you're doing. Um, we'd love to see the involvement. We, that's one thing with the Freedom Caucus, just to bring that back around, that we've seen is, uh, you know, I'll just mention one bill in particular that's kind of hot right now is that HB 1193 with uh, UCC, the, uh, the commercial code, the definition of money and all that stuff. For those of you that have been involved out there, we, we thank you a ton. Um, it's something that's, you know, a number of legislators have tried to bring light to, our caucus has tried to bring light to, and uh, activists out there have, have responded greatly. And so I, I hope this continues to build. Uh, the activity keeps up because, that, you know, this, just this session, I mean, uh, we started to see some different areas where we're pushing in the right direction. So it's a great input there. And it's a friend. Those people all say go to the legislature and feel like they're alone. Just to know so they get your back. Yep. That helps it, huh? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, this has been the Waking Waves podcast with Ripple Effect. We're here with Aaron Neal, District 6. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Right bye.